0: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're glad you're with us. uh, As we continue on now in a series we're doing called Developing a Disciple's Heart and what that looks like, and and, uh, we're going to dig into that. Before I get started with that, though, I I had this uh, thought uh, that I would ask you, um, what goes oom, oom, a cow walking backwards? See, I needed to go real, real bad because last week's uh, joke was actually pretty good. So I I don't want people to get spoiled. So we we dug back into the really bad uh, tray of jokes. Okay, thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the bad ones that you remember. We're in a series, as I said, called Developing a Disciple's Heart. And uh, as a quick review, because we've had, uh, uh, last week we had uh, Easter and lots of stuff been going on. It seems like a while since we've talked about this, although it was only a couple of weeks ago. This series is about the, the question that Jesus was asked, which is the most important commandment? Or what, uh, as I've said, is the most important thing in life, is what he was being asked. And his reply was, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbors yourself and we've said that living out this reply is really the foundation uh, of our lives as disciples and that in order to do that we, we lay these things before you we say you should be thankful every day for at least five things and that being thankful reminds us of who God is what he's doing in our lives and encourages us to love him with all that we are that we should encourage at least two people every day and that helps us to love others well And that the best way to love ourselves is by doing the next right thing. By living this life, by trying to do the next right thing. And we spent a lot of time talking about those foundational ideas and principles. But we've also said that as simple as those things seem to be, and as practical as they seem to be, um, we don't always uh, make it through the day and do those things. Things happen. Um, we get distracted, we get busy, our issues come up, our sin gets in the way and we, we get off track sometimes and we'll find ourselves having gone through a day without being thankful at all, not really encouraging anyone for anything and, uh, and throughout the day doing lots of things that weren't the next right thing and we come to the end of the day and we go, well, that, that wasn't very good so what we've uh, been working on together now so we're in, in part number 11 with an intro, 12 weeks, 3 months or so is uh, what we're calling a a primer, priming our disciples' hearts, priming the pump, and and, uh, working through seven sections of Scripture together and and hoping to uh, incorporate into our daily lives early on in the days these ideas, these concepts, these things to help us get more plugged in to the Lord, more connected, more focused, um, and, and that our hearts would grow closer to Him in order that, in the course of our days, in trying to do those few simple things, we would be more aware of getting off track and be able to more quickly get back on track in the process. And so we're we're talking about developing disciples' hearts. And we spent uh, uh, weeks of, of this series talking about getting focused and looking at Hebrews 10:19 through 25 together, talking about having access. To the most holy place, to the throne room of the living God, uh, having the the literal presence of God available to us twenty four hours a day, seven days a week it 's an amazing gift we we looked in the Old Testament about how much effort it used to take to get one guy in there once a year to atone for the sin of the people, and we have this amazing access twenty four seven and that we don 't always take advantage of it we don 't always um, if, realize how amazing it is to have that kind of direct access to God and and make it a significant part of our lives and that there's something about incorporating that concept into our lives and and getting our our focus from Him and our perspective from the throne room that begins to change the way that we move through the days so we looked at those verses Hebrews 10 19-25 therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body and since we have a great priest over the house of God let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience having our bodies washed with pure water and let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, and let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's Hebrews ten, nineteen through twenty-five. And and it's such a, a significant and important passage of scripture that helps us to realize who it is that we serve and who we are in him and and the love that he has for us and that we have a great priest in Jesus who understands us and who gets us and models for us life in a broken and fallen world and what it looks like so we spend weeks developing those ideas and and and, uh, encouraging you to start your day by by getting focused and really plugging into the most holy place and and, uh, and going back throughout the day and why. And, and as we develop the rest of these sections, we'll, we'll keep talking about how important it is to get started that way. Then four weeks ago or so, we started talking about getting thankful. And, and I've said to you that, that this idea of being thankful is such a huge part of being a productive disciple. That if we don't get it, that, that being thankful is, is huge, we, we end up sort of just becoming like the culture around us that's uh, consumed in, in worry and fear and in the temporary uh, and is is never really thankful for never gets to enjoy the life that they have because they're always trying to get a different life and and they're stuck in that you know this thing it, well, If when these things happen then I'll be able to experience life instead of knowing that life is right now and enjoying the life that you have in the midst of all the things that are going on this is the life that we have is what we live each day and and realizing how much God has done in the midst in the process and so we're working through Philippians 4, 4 through 8 as as we go through these and that's your scripture reading for today so that should be in your notes where you can turn in your Bibles Philippians 4, 4 through 8 rejoice in the Lord always I'll say it again rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near such things. And blessed be the word of the Lord. We're working through that chunk of Scripture together right now about being thankful. We've, we've spent some time talking about being joyful and, and the, the idea of, of being joyful in the midst of difficulties and situations in life and, and that it's not pretend happy. Um, that there's a difference between joy and, and, and happy and what we, we often confuse the two but, but happiness is based uh, is from happenstance which is about circumstance and joy is different joy is internal it's, it's, uh, it's based on who God is in our lives and knowing that and, and that we can experience a measure of it in the midst of difficult circumstances. Now, it, it certainly doesn't mean that we're, that we're going to feel happy while we go through really hard things. It's not possible. But there's something deep within us um, in Christ that allows us to know that He's still got us and that He's going to see us through till the end. We talked about the importance of being gentle and how important that is in our culture that that hardly anybody is gentle anymore. There's just not very many gentle people. There's, there's people that are just consumed Um, with themselves and that they have a tendency to treat the people around them as scenery and machinery and that um, by that we we expanded on that and I said that oftentimes you know um, you don't really see the people that are kind of around you they're just kind of there they just blend into the scenery or they're part of the machinery of what makes your life work and that's all that really matters and that if they're not making your life work the way you want you get frustrated with them and you quickly become not gentle and, then, and we said you know, we need to see them as, as people loved by God who, who need people to interact with them that are gentle and kind and, and, and bring the, the love of God into their midst and into their lives and bring words of encouragement and, and actually care about uh, others and, and that you know I, I've, I encourage you over and over again don't become those, those, those mean self centered people that are interacting in the world um, you, you can't be that and make a difference. You need to be gentle. The Lord is near. People need to sense that. People need to know and sense you're gentle. And, and it should start at home and then in, in your immediate relationships and then spread from there. And really, it's one of those great questions to ask the people you are in relationship with. Do you see me as a gentle person? And if they go, you've got work to do. And so do they. <laughs> okay. Um, then the last time that we were together before Easter we talked about not being anxious which is a big deal and, uh, and how we, we need to really trust in the Lord and, and uh, that we're not supposed to be anxious or worried and yet it's part of the deal and, and, and how you know, it needs to trigger us to prayer and then four seven is what we're going to look at today Philippians 4.7 rolls out of that verse and into this one so so it says don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and then Philippians 4 7 happens and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus the peace of God is what I want to talk about today for the few minutes that we have together and this peace transcends understanding that means it really doesn't even make sense the peace of God because we can have God's peace when, when life is upside down, when you would think by every uh, worldly standard there should be no peace, we should be experiencing the peace of God in our lives. Because we, we don't need to be worried, but we're, we're turning to prayer and we're connecting in with God, we should experience His peace. And without the peace of God in our lives, it's extremely easy to get distracted, to get weary, and to lose heart without His peace, we, we quickly become very self-focused and we move right back into anxiety. And, and it's necessary um, for us to experience His peace if we're going to live as disciples. And when we're not experiencing His peace, it's a sign that something needs to be done on our end. It's a warning thing. It's a notice. It's a, it's a, notice. Uh, it's a it's like the, the light going off on the dashboard of your car. You know you're supposed to pay attention when that happens, right? And, and uh, not everybody does, um, but, but you're supposed to pay attention when, when you get that. And so that's what's supposed to happen. When you are, are moving through life and you're not experiencing God's peace, it means something's wrong and it's, and it's on our end because we need to experience His peace in our hearts and minds. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I've come to realize it's, it's easier sometimes than others. There are some times when I, I feel myself carrying around a measure of stress. And, and uh, uh, some of it might be attack and, um, because things are very difficult. But it means that, that I need to push through and, and go after the peace of God again. So that's what I want to talk about today. And you should be experiencing peace according to the scripture in your heart. That's point number one. Peace in your heart. Jesus said this in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When um, the Bible talks about the heart in these terms, uh, it's a Greek and Hebrew concept that talks about, um, it really has to do with, uh, I would say this, how you, how you feel in your, in your, in your belly. Um, it's not talking about the thing that's inside you beating when it's using these terms. It's, it's talking about sort of your inner core, how you're feeling in, in the inside of you. That's what Jesus is talking about here when he's saying don't let your hearts be troubled because how would you know? He's talking about your inner person, uh, your, your inner core uh, in your belly. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's, it's almost like it's more about your gastrointestinal organs than anything else at that point in time, and that's the Greek and Hebrew idea behind that word in this context uh, and I know I've tried to explain that and, and I'll say it again if you're feeling unsettled in that way and that's often how I feel it I, I don't know how everybody else feels I would talk about it. I know some of you do it's like everything gets turned upside down inside of you and, and you're at one moment you're fine and then something takes place or you hear something and all of a sudden everything comes undone and, and that's often where we experience it. That's what it's talking about. Jesus is saying, look, you, when, you start, when that starts to happen, you don't need to be troubled and you don't need to be afraid um, because of who he is. And he, he gives us his peace. It's available to us. Not as the world gives, which is on a very sort of selfish thing, but it's just available to us all the time. And if we're not at peace um, in, inside like that, again, it means we need to do something it's something on our end because it's available to us we're just not experiencing it and the the second concept about guard your hearts and your mind is peace in your mind Isaiah 26 3 and 4 says this you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you trust in the Lord forever for the Lord the Lord is the rock eternal so uh, I, I think these things go together. See, so oftentimes we get stirred up in here because something's not right. And then we start to, in our minds, work through all sorts of scenarios, plans, potentially disastrous outcomes. Um, we, we start in our minds, your, your minds just sort of take off and start running through uh, you know different scenarios about things that could happen and it just won't shut down does your mind ever get racing that's, that's the only thing I can think of because you're, you're and it just starts spinning and sometimes it'll happen at the worst times like when you're trying to sleep maybe that doesn't happen to anybody else but all of a sudden you, pow, you and something you'll get a, a random thought or something and all of a sudden your mind just starts spinning and racing that's the only way I can, I can explain it and it's not peaceful at all it's just it's just going and spinning. See, there's no no peace in there. And and there the the connection again that Isaiah makes is is that um, we're we're not trusting the way we need to. We we've we've just allowed this stuff to take in and take over. And it's something that our end that needs to change. And and what it is is this third point is that that peace is found in His presence. Peace is found in His presence. The peace in our hearts and mind is found as we as we live in his presence, focused on him, connected to him. And when we lose that sense of peace, um, what it means is we need to go and get our perspective renewed in the throne room again. This quote, um, and I tried to find who it was attributed to, uh, this quote I'm about to give you, but it's an anonymous quote that no one seems to have laid credit to, but I think it's a great quote. Peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of God no matter what. The conflict. Peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of God, no matter what the conflict. See, real peace isn't contingent on circumstance. It's all about the presence of God, and we can experience the presence of God regardless of circumstances. And we need to know that. So if we're not experiencing his peace, if we're troubled uh, inside here, if our minds are racing, it means we're not experiencing the peace of God the way we need to. One of the problems we have is because I can tell you what peace is found in his presence is that when we're not at peace, uh, when we're anxious, when we're discomforted because of the conflicts around us, we often turn to things other than God for comfort. Can anybody relate to that? The the comfort is there. It's in his his peace, which is in his presence. but, But sometimes we'll turn to other things for comfort. A lot of times we'll do that. Because we're, we're, it seems easier and faster and more in control when we do that. Uh, and, and sometimes you're, you're sort of trained into it. One of my favorite comfort things is food. I, I don't know if anybody else is a, is a big fan of comfort food. And, you, and most of us come by that pretty sort of naturally because you, when, you're, when you're not feeling good when you're little, that's usually how you get comforted. Um, I can remember as a, strong memories of the little boy not feeling good. And my mom would you know, fi- say, oh, you're not feeling good. Well, you know, what can I make for you? And, and then one of my favorite things when I was little, I haven't had it since I was little. My mom is English. She grew up in England. and, and uh, So I don't even know how many of you relate to that. She would make these things called soft-boiled eggs. And she would soft-boil an egg to where the yolk wasn't all the way done and then put it in this egg cup these little things, and the egg would stand up, and then she'd come in uh, with it, and this was so good, see? And, and uh, I get excited just thinking about it. And uh, she'd bring it, this thing, one egg on an egg cup, and then when she got there, she'd take off the top. She'd hit it with a knife and break off this much of the egg, and so that, that what was in left then was this sort of soft yolk, in the minute, and she would take a piece of toast and cut it into fingers. So you can tell how much I appreciated this. And then what you did was you took the toast fingers and you dipped it into the egg. And you ate it like that. And and I can remember it always made me feel better. Uh, you know, uh, unless I puked or something. But uh, that's... <laughs> can I say puke in church? Can I get a call from the censors, please? Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so... So you get, you get trained that way. It was comforting, something that you could do that was... And, it, you know, there, the whole process was comforting, you know, and it, it could be all sorts of different foods, but I felt better. You know, over time, I grew up, and, you know, then it was a grilled cheese sandwich It made me feel better, and then it was, you know, four Big Macs, and then... Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm feeling really good now. Take me back. Okay, so... Uh, and, and you know, in my life, honestly, uh, I've turned to a lot of things for comfort other than God. And, and uh, so, some of them far more destructive than, than going for a soft-boiled egg. Um, and, and they don't work, because they don't last. It's fleeting, don't get me wrong, it's, it, there's fleeting comfort in it, but it doesn't move you to a place that has any lasting impact in your life. And the only way to get back into his peace it is to get back into his presence. But when we're really under it, when you're really under it, when so many things are happening, that's when it becomes a spiritual battle, it really does. Because you gotta often to kind of take a stand and fight your way back into the presence. Because it 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 it's like you'll turn to anything else you can think of and 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 yet you just gotta take a stand because at that point the enemy's gotten involved, all sorts of things happen. You just gotta go, you know what, I'm just going back to God. And 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 it may not be what you feel like doing, but that doesn't matter. You need to do it anyway. You need to go, look, I am not effective in this life when I'm not experiencing His peace because I'm, I'm, I get overcome by my own selfishness and self-focused ideas and concepts that I'm not an impact for the kingdom at all. And, and so I have to sometimes, and, and we, we've been going through a lot of stuff here lately that's hard stuff and difficult stuff and and I uh, you know part of me just wants to sometimes just kinda run and hide and 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 I can't I gotta go no but I gotta fight through cuz I need his peace I can't make it without it I I, I lose the ability to, to to be a disciple in his kingdom which is what I'm here for and so I have to just choose that I'm gonna go after him with all that I am once again I'm gonna just hang in there and fight through breakthrough back into His presence and into His peace. I have access to it. I just gotta just gotta go and get there. And we've been talking about how you do that. You know, just stopping everything else and, and getting your, your heart and your mind focused on Jesus again. and Putting your focus on Him and thinking about who He is and what He's done and thanking Him for that and, and, and going through the ideas and the concepts of what He's done for you at the cross and how He's brought you into His kingdom and how He loves you and how He's always going to be there with you and passing through the ideas of the eternal and the temporary and and the difference and then getting connected once again and as you do then this can happen Philippians 4 7 this is out of the message same verse we've been looking at but out of the message paraphrase I like it so you you wrestle your way back into the presence and then it says this before you know it a sense of God's wholeness everything coming together for good will come and settle you down it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life back deep down inside Jesus comes and displaces all that mess and you're back in his presence again and there's his peace and then everything looks different so he he encourages us to experience his peace, the peace of God that transcends understanding, doesn't even make sense, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Get back connected to him. Pray, hang on, get your focus because that's where we find life. And that's where we'll finish it today. We'll look at Philippians 4, 8 together. Next week, and uh, if you're watching on television or by video, thank you so much for spending your time with us. We know how valuable your time is. We appreciate you spending these minutes with us. If there's anything we can do for you, call us, write us, email us. We do whatever we can to help. But we're going to close here tonight in prayer. You can turn the